0: Welcome to Brothers Red, the unique LFC fan podcast brought to you by Five Brothers. This evening, I'm joined by Matt, Andy and Dad in Paddy and Fran's absence. Liverpool's season has ended in disappointment, ultimately losing the Champions League final 1-0 to Real Madrid. And also last week, narrowly losing out to Man City in the Premier League title race. It's been an unbelievable season but a bitterly disappointing last week of that season. Matt, I think turning to you, as I always do, first and foremost, um, Liverpool dominated the game, uh, got hit with a sucker punch. And um, I felt as though there was a bit of an air of inevitability about that with the way Madrid set up. Um, What's your take on the game?
1: Yeah, obviously disappointed with the result, but it's just been a it's been a tremendous season, hasn't it? That's the first thing to say. Um, and the game, I mean, we uh, we're a better team, really. More, more possession, more shots. It's just that it's just this it's just this Madrid this season have got a, a knack of winning and just and just pulling off results, and and they seem to be they seem to be able to be so decisive in that kind of. Final third, and that's what kind of um, done us really, uh, because our defence functioned well, our, our midfield was was exceptional, I thought, but it was just it was just in that it was just in our final third really where we just couldn't beat um, couldn't beat the the keeper and score. So, um, yeah, and and to be honest, Madrid beating PSG, beating City. Beating Chelsea and now was obviously deserved it, um, but it's just it's just it was just so close, wasn't it? You know, just so close to to doing the quadruple and yeah, it's just maybe it's just a bit of a time for, for reflection at the moment, isn't it? You know. Yeah, I think the first half was pure domination. I was confident, James, that close of the first half that we'd go on. And did the business second half. And it just felt like Madrid came into the game a bit. You know, the tactics of the first half was just to take on the pressure, nullify us as much as they could, and then maybe get a bit more adventurous in the second half. It just it became a bit more of a closer game in the second half. Liverpool weren't doing the things they were doing in the first half. The, the ultimate difference, it seems to me, is that they're a bit more clinical, maybe. But even the goal was goal was really fortunate. It seemed like the cross cross or a shot seemed more like a shot to me. It was a bit of fortune, a bit of a slice of luck in a yeah. game where you look in contrast. Liverpool, the the Mane shot in the first half was very close. There was one opportunity where I think Salah tried to slip it past Courtois, court but he just got his 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 leg in the way, and I have to, I have to as well. the second half when Salah got that chance where he brought it down so brilliantly he took it and he shot his right, right front I was, I, was almost, I was almost watching that in slow motion thought that's the moment a bit of pure class pure brilliance but it just didn't quite it just didn't quite it just pull didn't off in, was it? the story of the night wasn't it, it was the story of the night was just Liverpool not being quite clinical I've heard all the Accounts from the press now saying that Liverpool been in three, you know, three finals and they've you know just not scored. I think it's a bit of luck as well. Those those they weren't like sitters, were they? Just great, great saves from the keeper.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, dad, it was a frustrating one, wasn't it? Because as Andy said, we dominated the first half. There was an unbelievable chance for Mane, and great skill to cut inside and to world-class save from Courtois, not only does he knock it onto the post, but it, it doesn't then come back off the post and off the keeper and in or fall to a Liverpool player. Um, I mean, did, did you feel as though um, Liverpool had done enough? I mean, we, we had sort of 24 shots, um, you know, nine, I think, on target. They had about four attempts and a couple on target. I mean, our XG was about just over two. Theirs was just under one to win the match.
2: Well, football's about scoring goals, in it? Uh, I think significantly for me, the game seemed to change on that offside goal. It just seemed to be that after that goal was ruled out, the delay in the wait, it just seemed to affect us. And we did start... The second half well at all um, yeah. but we still had half an hour to win the game and what I'm expecting from Liverpool, let me say straight away that I'm so proud to be a Liverpool supporter and you have said to me at the start of the season that we were going to be in four finals because it was four finals, the two we won, the league playoff was a final and that was the Champions League final, the biggest game in the world. So, Liverpool are back on the market and they're back in the, the, the higher levels of playing football, but we had half an hour to get that goal back. Apart yeah. from the Jotty chance and and and, and the um, the Naby chance, and the one yeah, when the, the one where Jota headed shot. the ball across, I, I thought I thought Salah could have put his body on the line there. To be quite honest, but what you're looking for, I know the great saving mate. What you're looking for is your great players to make the difference, the Maradona moments. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think, I've listened to Matthew there, I thought the defence played really well. I thought the midfield played well. I thought Fab was tremendous the way he was eating all the balls up. Uh, Hendo was a bit frustrated because he works really hard and does things, but there's, 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 there's almost no end result to his play. But he's a fantastic player, and I'm not criticising any. Of, Duncan. of course, I wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't criticise him at all, um, and no. Uh, But you're looking for your great players to do it now. I know you're going to move on to the Marnie situation. You're going to move on to the Salah situation, I know that. Uh, I thought Diaz looked tired. He did, just didn't. He he, he was struggling on the occasion. I think he was yeah. he was the he was the moth in the headlights. And then when you look at Marnie, you look at Salah. And you look at the way they've been playing. Don't mean you know, Marnie's scored a lot of important goals for us. But you break down his minutes on the pitch and you break down what he's achieving, yeah, he's achieved great moments on it. Well, when was the last time you seen him Skinner player? When the last time you seen him Skinner a player and run through? He's not, he's not skinning players anymore. Mo's not skinning players anymore. So when you've got them kind of really, really positive forwards, and they're not making the space, then the low block will always work against you. What was quite significant when Jota came on, Jota was starting to take players on, and he looked dangerous. He looked dangerous, and I think if we could have got the equaliser. I, I thought we might have gone on to win. I mean, do you think it's a bit too far fetched to say that
1: our attack had become a bit more predictable against you know the top top sides? Because obviously we didn't score against Chelsea twice, and we didn't score against Madrid. It's possible, isn't it? Ancelotti recently, as well, has had some really good results against Liverpool as well. So he's obviously got something. You know, you look at we got beat by Napoli, uh, we drew against Napoli, we uh, even even he got a draw of Everton as well, didn't he? So it just makes me think that whether Ancelotti's tactics and the way he kind of dealt with our our front three was was something. Yeah, something to consider. But then when you think about it then, we had 24 shots and the XG was two as
2: well, so we deserved the goal. So yeah, well we, we, deserve, we never scored, it's so as simple as that. And you're talking about people who want the Ballon d'Or, you're about Marnie and Salah on the Ballon d'Or. The Ballon d'Or has got to be players who take the game and said, I'm not getting beat today. Yeah. I'm going to do something. It's fine margins as well. It is fine it? margins. You know, it's fine margins. And I'm not criticising. No, no. I'm no, really so not. proud to be a Liverpool supporter. I'm so proud. I think it's incredible... But what I'm saying to you, the fine margins are, and I think what Matthew's suggesting there, has that front three come to its end now? You know, I think so. And I might be the, one of the few people to say, I'm not bothered if Marnie goes, because we've lost great players over the years. We've lost Suarez, we've lost Coutinho, we've lost Alonso, we've lost we've lost Bushy when he left, soonest you can go on and on and on. We've lost great players now. Marnie is a good player, I don't think he's a great player, because there's games where he goes missing, and I tell you what, we all watched it, how many chances does he miss? He misses so many chances. But you
1: think about that, he's been so instrumental over the last six years, there's been seasons where, I mean the first two seasons he carried the team didn't he? Uh, I don't he's a won a team. Uh,
2: he's, he's won the Premier League. He's won Champions League. Yeah, he, he's been involved in a great team. Listen, the most, the two most significant signs we made is Van Dijk, Allison, because before them two came, we were we were we were nowhere. As soon as we brought Van Dijk in the team and brought Allison to the team, we become a different team. In my opinion, and I think if Marnie and Salah go, don't be wrong, I like him to stay. I think they're great players, the great players. But let them go. Yeah. let them go. I think though, just that's a good point, Dad. I think in the in the
1: biggest games, you do in order to win these big competitions, you do need those star players to make a difference. And we were crying out mm-hmm. for magic, for magic, and it didn't. It wasn't forthcoming. But if you look at the Premier League, and I'm just I'm trying to take a bit more of a balanced view on this, is that if you look at some of the big Premier League games this, this year. And you look back at them, you can see that you know, Marnie scored a really key goal. Yes. Salah, whilst it's not been in fine form, has made you know, critical assessments. I know, I know you're please. saying please. Please please. the thing that I'm frustrated about. Is, I want them to stay. You know, but if Marnie, you know, he's on £100,000 a week, I think. And I, I would just be concerned that if the owners are not willing to you know, double that, for a player like Marnie, 30 years of age, even if he stays for. You give him a three year contract, he's he may not be the top of it peak of his powers, that but he's going to be, right, yeah. I want to stay a great player for Liverpool for to years to come. So, I just struggle to see James and I'm jumping he's up, up more topics than now, the week, mainly because yeah. dad's yeah. diverted jumping topics. But there's something to see who you would bring in, um, to replace Marnie, given how instrumental he's been to the to, uh, to the I, team.
0: I think, I think I understand what dad is saying, and um. It shouldn't be misunderstood. I mean, Liverpool have been, certainly in the second half of the season, a phenomenon. I mean, we've won, uh, I know we've been talking about the European Cup, but we've won, what, 16 of the last 18 Premier League games, drawn twice. Uh, we took Man City apart in the semi-final, the first half of that in the FA Cup. Um We've scored 147 goals in all competitions. We've only lost four games out of 63 played. We've got the as the top scorer, along with Son, most assists. Writers and fans, player of the year. Jurgen Klopp is is the manager of the year. 20 clean sheets. I mean, it's it's an unbelievable season. I think what we're talking about is these sort of micro issues. And I think one of the things you can look at with Liverpool and say is that um, and it's 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 not really a substantive criticism it's just that we we're, we're a bit one dimensional in the sense that we only play in my view one way and that's been incredibly successful but every so often particularly against the big sides not so much man city because you go toe to toe with them but a lot of teams, even like Madrid and, and Chelsea, don't play a particularly expansive open game against us. I mean, Madrid played a low block and they have spent hundreds of millions of pounds on their squad. It's an unbelievable squad. Um, and in the build-up, everyone was saying that Liverpool was the better team. Um, I mean, they didn't show that on the night, but Madrid essentially played a low block, um, had very little of the game, And basically said, well, we'll just soak up the pressure. Uh, Liverpool won't be able to get through our low block. And we're bound to get a chance on the break with the quality we've got. And we've seen that over the years, haven't we, in the Premier League? Jose Mourinho, for example, has done it on many occasions. When you've got a top side full of quality, well-organised, intelligent footballers who've then got massive quality offensively, That is a really difficult system to to break down. And one of the things that Liverpool haven't got is a playmaker. And, you know, they in many senses haven't needed one. Um, But there's no one who can step out from the midfield, play between the lines, play a pass through. You stop the front three, you're not really getting many goals from midfield. And the reason for that is obvious, because the midfield three is functional. But I just think yeah, we could
2: Tiago's
0: one functional games, I think. Yeah, Tiago, Tiago's added a little Fab bit more is. of that. I mean, you look at the assist. Um, you know, he did for what was it, the second goal against Wolves. Um yeah. at Anfield. Was it the second goal or was it the yeah, I think it was, it was, equalizer. It? It was equalizer. Equalizer. Yeah. equalizer against Wolves. But there's there's no one who is like um, I don't know. I mean, you could, you could you could talk about Coutinho. You know, they're often kind of quite diminutive players, aren't they? Who, who are able to slip balls through. who Are able to make something happen. You need a bit of quality, a bit of genius to break
1: through a low block.
2: We haven't got anybody in our midfield. I agree with you, James. That can drive forward like De Bruyne can.
1: But isn't um sorry, isn't isn't Trent isn't Trent a bit like our playmaker though? Because well, he because because he he's got a disproportionate. Yeah, that was assist from right back, and you do see him drift into midfield. His quality of balls, so
0: not know. through balls though. I mean, I mean, no, yeah. not
1: through balls, not through balls distance. as such. In the wrong position, Assists, from, more from distance. Though. Oh yeah, god, just- yeah,
0: unbelievable, Matt. But I'm talking about someone who's who's on the edge of the area, who's in that sort of ten yard, fifteen yard space outside the penalty box, who can either you know curl one in the top corner. Or can thread a ball through to someone. Uh,
1: we'd have hundred plus points though, wouldn't we? If we had a. <laughs> I know what James said. If we had a midfield Is player, right, you know, we'd, yeah. have a hundred, we'd have a hundred. We'd have asked Yes, a lot of Liverpool fans now they would say you no know, that that from uh, that the usual midfield of Thiago, Fab, and Hendo, a lot of Liverpool fans would still say that we're, we're missing something in that midfield. Now, James, I know you're saying about a, a, a magician in the in the midfield, someone who can link the passes, but I. What I want is more of a, like a, a rampaging centre midfielder who really does get in the box and contributes. I'm trying to think the last goal that we had where a midfielder has taken the ball, let's say, 30, 40 yards and pinged it. I know you think, um, you think of Fabinho against City a couple of years ago, but maybe it's that over-reliance, as you say, James, on the front three and the workings of the attacking Tried and that we're not yeah. that midfield. Maybe we're talking about fine margins here to take us on to that next next level. If that's even possible, well, it's his nitpicking, isn't it? Picking, isn't it? What a zenith! That's Yeah, but it's important, it's just, isn't it? Yeah, I just think that you look at the city's midfield and is that having that, you know, De Bruyne or Silva? Just I think the Liverpool midfield is missing that. But how? But then you then I think back again and reflect on the season. We've got within almost a grasp. And clutch of, of the quadruple we've missed out on the finest of margins so yeah maybe so that it, completely.
0: It's back into perspective Andy Andy just just sorry just to come back on this is that we're talking here about a plan B. We're not talking about ripping up plan A. Yeah because this is a phenomenal team but if you're looking at where it can improve and actually maintaining the standards is going to be really difficult for next season. But if you are looking at where we can improve, we don't have a plan B. And you've seen Klopp this season actually play four forwards in some of the games, and we've been chasing it. I mean, I think we had... Did we have four forwards on the pitch at one point in the second half against Madrid? That's the time when you could maybe play, for example, a two-holding and then a diamond front four. So you've got then someone... I know Firmino drops between the lines, but he isn't, he isn't a playmaker as such... He's someone who knits things together and keeps the ball moving and um, causes havoc and disruption. I think that's what we need. I think we need an extra dimension from the midfield so that we've got a plan B. And I think, as Dad says, you know, you're looking at players like Salah and Mane, they want to be Ballon d'Or winners. But if you want to do that, you've got to do it on the bigger stage because we're talking about the very best player in the whole of Europe and Mane and Salah are not quite at those levels but maybe there's only one or two or three players ahead of them Um, but the other thing to say is that you know and this is a micro criticism you've got Real Madrid I've might have already hinted at this they have spent fortunes on their side they are one of the biggest sides in Europe and and they are so And so scared, if you want, of playing an open game against Liverpool. They he play a lot. They were pumping the
2: block. ball, wasn't he? At first half, they were just pumping the ball. They were he just hitting straight. the ball long. We were absolutely we were dominating. The ball them, ball Dad. Ball, Dad. And that's but where, that's where Liverpool be are. But I said to me before the game, listen, I wouldn't would I ever criticise Jurgen? No, he's the best signing we've had this season. His signing, and I trust him. And, and it, whatever team he picks and goes out with, I would never question. But to me, playing a low level standard of football that I did for a lot of years, I look when Trent's around that penalty area. He causes mayhem because he doesn't know what he's doing and he can pass to both sides, never went other way. So to me, you know, where you want to change the game, put Gomez on as fullback and push, push Trent into midfield. Not saying from the start possibly, but he causes mayhem. It causes absolute maim. And it and the jury's out with Nabi now. But it's not out now. It's been declared. He had a yeah. chance for glory. He he had time to bring that ball down. He had time to pass it. He had time to kick it. And what does he do? He hits it with the outside of his foot. What yeah, is he doing? He flushed that. Didn't he? I mean, I Nabby's had a good
0: season though, hasn't he? Nabby generally has had a good season, but he's not he's not he's not the missing the missing link, is he? He's not exactly. the player that he was we we brought him he's not that yep. he's not made the difference and and um
1: yeah it's interesting about jabri because i think he's had spells this year where he's had a bit of a brighter i've had a bit of a brighter outlook on him he's performed fairly well but i'm just thinking now coming back to your point james about the missing missing link of trying to perfect that midfield i've come to the conclusion now that Naby's not the individual he may be there's a squad player but he he doesn't have the the key attributes that I want in that Liverpool mid, live midfield. I want a quick, strong playmaker, and he doesn't fit any of those any of that, that criteria. And I don't think that's ever going to change with Naby. No, no injury blighted career, Liverpool with injuries. I've reached the end for Naby in terms of my hope that he's going to be part of that first you know, first line, line-up for Liverpool. I think he's going to be, if anything, now a peripheral, peripheral uh, squad member. Well, well, that's what
0: that's what Matt Dad was hinting at, maybe. Is this, is this the time for a mini-rebuild now? If 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 Mane, if Mane leaves, as he looks like he may do, do we bring in a direct replacement for him? Is Salah going to leave this summer? He said he's going to stay on for another season. Um, You know... A uh, players like oxlade Chamberlain, and um, and and Milner, and um, possibly Naby, even gonna hang around for another season. I don't I don't know, but the only way this Liverpool team can improve, I think, is by having a having a Plan B and having more goals for midfield. And I think Steven Gerrard said that, um, and you know he knows football and he knows Liverpool and he knows about getting goals from midfield. And that's the only thing I can think of. And the other frustration for me, Matt, is that it's just perversely Liverpool's strength forced Real Madrid into um, the tactically astute game plan because Ancelotti set up to do do a number on Liverpool and it worked. And Liverpool were the ones playing the game, but ultimately... We were the ones taking the game to the opposition. We couldn't break them down. We got frustrated. We punched ourselves out. And then they just scored with one, one moment. Um, and, that, and that was it. And I, I just think, well, shouldn't Klopp be a little bit more tactically astute? Uh, just a question. And say, right, okay, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna play in a non-progressive way. We'll do the same.
1: Yeah no I think it's very difficult though with Klopp and the team to to shift that mentality they're, they're so the they're so in gear and so in tune in, in playing that way so I think it is it's it's very I think it's probably very difficult to to play in a different different way and and with a different formation and, and things um so I don't think that'll work and you know it's still it's still been so successful has not it um, we, so, could have been,
2: we could have been 3-0 up at our time we've dominated it's fine
1: margins isn't it it is
2: fine margins what we're, 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 we're working on the basis is there's is, 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 is no negativeness here this team is magnificent
0: Yeah,
2: and you know Klopp will sort it out I've got confidence with Klopp will turn it out and it, what I'm trying to say Marnie leaves and Salah leaves they leave we'll replace them what we can't replace we can't replace Van Dijk and we can't replace Allison. Alisson because without yeah. them, we're just an ordinary team. And then that Kanoto, Kanoto, brilliant, absolutely brilliant performance. You know what I mean? He looked, he looked a top world class centre half, didn't he?
1: It's significant, isn't
2: it? Because for such a
1: young player
2: in the biggest game in world
1: football, to churn out that performance, yeah. especially in circumstances. Well, he was brilliant, wasn't he? He's not been the first. It's not been be the either. first. He's uh, only going to get better, then. Yeah, he's going to be better. So I was really impressed with that. And, that that really does look like it perhaps is a the start of a a, re, a really key centre back pairing with um, Van Dyke's strength power also Canarte's pace and his power so that that looks well, positive. I mean the spine is still great, isn't it, Alice? It's every every even if Mane does leave, then the spine is still great, isn't it? And and. and you can bring somebody else in. I think some somewhere else, world world class as well. Because you've got to have a faith. Because the players that we have brought it, they, they come out of nowhere, and there's no reason why we can't do it again.
2: Yeah, you but, know, Johnson and, yeah. and, yeah. Diaz, and in to Marnie and Salah, they played all that African Nations Cup. They may have been slightly tight. It's a fine line when you're so elitist. Yeah. Now, even though Marnie and Salah would play, they may just be that. down because of the the tiredness the mental tiredness all the things they've gone through you know but we're every great team has to have a rebuilding programme and if you analyse it it's six years it's time the reason why Man United dominated for so long they rebuilt while the players were still great
1: yeah it's a good point because you look at the Barcelona um, attacking front line for many years you had you know you know Ronaldinho, Eto, Messi, well, and me. then, yeah, well, but then all recent there was that shift in these the famous trios, as the point's been made many times, don't there has to come a stage. They yeah. can't right? last <laughs> forever. It has to come a stage where it, it, it goes past it goes past a certain date and they're no longer effective. But maybe that's just the start with Mane potentially going now that Klopp has to rethink and already the changes what's good about Liverpool is there's been preparation for this. You know, Jot has been in the wings, Elliot's in the wings, and Diaz now has coming and performed quite well all of a similar age. So, as I think, Dad, you said, or someone said, it was almost maybe now a sign to freshen up the team, a new order. Although, I disagree slightly with you, James, about the point about Mane before being um, not in the sort of top tier of um, world football terms of players. I think I'd put Mane and Salah in the top 10, in, yeah. In the top, maybe even top six or seven, to be honest. I um, think you just said there's a few ahead. Yeah, I I'm sort sure of I mean, the same. If you ask me, would it be or ben, Benson I'd say Marnie. Well, the the They're great
2: players in this Liverpool team, and they won't realise until they leave Liverpool how much the team helps them. Yes. Because the team plays around those skills, and that's the problem they'll have when they leave
1: Liverpool. So I was thinking the cog is now the machine, thinking, well, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, they, they can be successful, and Marnie will do well. wherever he is, but you're right, the whole team over the last five, six years has been geared in one way of playing football. You know, Frenetic, frantic football, it's all geared to that. They've been trained. If you take out some of the key elements, let's say Trent's delivery to Mane, Salah's movement, Firmino's movement, then Mane might not be as effective. Let's let's, let's ask a question. Is Diaz good enough to be a a replacement for Mane? Uh, More than than good enough. more than good I mean, enough. He, he was out the only be, thing. He was out is, of his death I concept, think yeah, the only question know. mark with Diaz is is when you compare it to Mane, is will he be good enough defensively? Because Mane is so good
2: defensively. Well, he have, Diaz. He's shown he that did.
0: already. Diaz. All, that Diaz was absolutely goosed
1: on Saturday. Mane, He's played what, seventy what, odd what kind of games this season. What I'm can I say? Is Mane's defensive uh, abilities are underrated. They're, yeah, yeah. they're, they're absolutely and underrated. Is, and are talking about Mane they're in sync, Mane's in in sync with Robo. Trent's in sync with Salah because they've played for so many years. Yeah, That's yeah. your point Mother. They both didn't know. But I think it no, gives so. me confidence. I just want to make another call. point though. I just want to make another point as well. The, so just, just why it's the other question is, is Diaz's finishing and final ball? as good as Mane's. That's what I'm trying to be. We do know Well, I know. He's so, a pre-season. He's had a pre-season. So, so what, what I'm saying is, I think, in theory, Diaz is is a potential replacement for Mane, isn't he? Yeah. But I don't know whether he'll get that good. Why, Why though, have we just, on a final point on this, why have we got to this stage in all competitions this year? I think it's because we've had that the, the options. You've had the front four. You could bring on you know Diaz and Giotto, You could bring on Mane. That, that selection was was so impressive. And I just think you, you 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 getting rid of Mane and Diaz maybe has come into form sort of the Trident and now. But it's that again coming back to that question of then you, you remove Diaz and there's a, there's a big drop in, in quality. So if it goes that you made this point, there needs to be that suitable replacement, not of an individual on the periphery of a player who can
2: test. The front three, four yeah. competition. Are you going to trust, Klopp? going to trust, trust Klopp's balls. got a way of playing? He, he did it at Dortmund. He knows how to. He knows how to. Be. He's got the setup set up. He'll have. They'll, they'll already be thinking of who they want to bring in. And Now, forget about back to the game on Saturday. Giotta had a great chance, and I'm not criticizing Giotta, because I thought he did well when he came on. It was that ball that came across and he, and he almost shinned it. Now, if he'd caught that full power, so that the trend shot that come across, yeah, and, he che- and that was like those, but the other one it was a side post. Now that could have gone in, so I- I'm not retracting what I was saying about the fact that you know we were a bit flat in that second half, but we still had the chances, but we never won because Madrid's name was written on that trophy for some reason, and we never scored <laughs> the first 40 minutes after dominating. That's our fault. We should have scored. You to be honest,
0: wanted. to be honest, Dad as well, um I, I was struggling to concentrate on the start of the game, knowing what was going on outside of the stadium. Um I mean it it felt like a really bad omen um that our fans were being treated, uh victimized in that way by by the French police, uh, and also the way that they were they were being kind of attacked and bullied by. Um, you know, local gangs and the like, it just felt uh, really uncomfortable and the game um, felt a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of a a sideshow almost to what was going on outside because it was just so worrying and, 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 you know, we didn't get tickets for the final, but if, you know, if, if two of you guys were over there, we would have been really, really anxious to know that you guys were okay. Um, so that that that's really unsettling, um, but I, I think I, I think that what we are talking about here is really trying to analyse a, a frustrating last week of, of an unbelievable season. Um, I was so proud of, of the way um, everyone reacted to the disappointment, the players and the management team uh, for the parade yesterday. You know, that you know the half half a million people who were there you know i think we all gave them a real show of gratitude um and that was special i think that was necessary as well and you know you, you just you can't help as we've done in the past just analyze where we've gone wrong but this is you know a season where you know we've we've lost the final where we've outplayed certainly for most of the match real madrid and you know, we're 15 minutes away from Premier League glory. So, you know, <laughs> if it ain't broke, yeah, The most positive um, thing,
2: James, for yeah. me to say, and I'm not going to say much more, is that we've got to trust. It's trusting Klopp. He knows. Liverpool and Klopp know what's going on. They know what's going on with Mahler. They know what's going on And they'll actually go through where they think these finals have gone wrong. Because there's three finals and we haven't scored. So there's a pattern there. And there's a pattern that we struggle sometimes with these low blocks and people frustrating us. Yeah. We well, need I... we need the X factor more than what we've got. We need this 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 hidden gem from somewhere that can ask. We need it, we need a Stephen Gerard, we need a Debrana, we need that, and we haven't really got that.
0: No.
2: we've got an absolutely magnificent team. And listen, it's what I, I've been through all the glory years. And you were talking about the fans outside I remember the Heysel thing that was unbelievable at Heysel that was horrendous on Saturday but Heysel was absolutely unbelievable how that football game ever went on I'll never know we've just got to really be thankful that Jürgen has signed for another extension to his contract so I'm not worried about Liverpool because he'll sort it out yes I would like plan B you know but, but at the end of the day I'm not Jürgen Klopp. I can't manage And my idea of putting Trent into midfield is just a supporter's win that he thinks that he can do better. Klopp knows the team. He knows what's going on. They knew what they changed it and they almost got the equalizer. You know, that's the reality. That's the reality. He changed it against Wolves and we won three one. Unfortunately, Aston Villa couldn't hold on. It's, it's fine lines. It's fine lines. It's been a magnificent it's, season. Let's just didn't season. conclude that what you started the pod
1: with by saying you were so proud of the team. I think that's the the message really. I think the players and and pop is that it's been such a Remark- fantastic, remarkable journey fantastic, this year. Just fantastic. being involved in those games, just the enjoyment of being at the you know, the real tip of world football. That's all as a as a fan that you could ever want from your team for them to put in everything in order to make the team successful. So I'm just pleased at that. And when you're talking about James, what happened outside the ground, again, it just reminds you that you go to watch the game, it is so ingrained and etched in our minds of football, but then you realise that these these types of occasions are for spending time with other you know, other fans, family and friends. And it just seemed that the backdrop for the, this final was all the chaos outside. So what we can take from it is that none of the, Fortunately, none of the fans were seriously injured, and we didn't win the win the European Cup. But there's things to look forward to next
2: year. Just the final, thing, final, final thing I want to say: the parade yesterday was a magnificent gesture by everybody to do it. But as your pod and I want to just come in as a guest tonight. No, I'd like to express my thank you to them Liverpool players and that Liverpool management team and the supporters were over there. Thank you thank you for, being, for making me proud to be a Liverpool supporter because being a Liverpool supporter means more than winning a football game. It's a way of life for me and it's a way of life for you guys. So thank you to every one of them players, every one of them, because they've been absolutely magnificent. And, you know, you can be negative when you lose a football game, but football's about winning and losing it's already. I
1: thought you were going to thank us for doing the pod all year. Thank you
2: for... <laughs> yeah, thanks
1: for listening to all of them. No. Thanks for listening to all them. Of... No. It's no. so instrumental to my... No. What, what I've got,
2: I've got 15 to listen to. I've never listen to. So I'll have to <laughs> go through them all. You're a number one fan, you can't
0: say it. Well, listen, we're we're going to be keeping a close eye <laughs> on on what happens with incomings and outgoings over the summer. But as Dad says, in clock we trust. Um, and he's taken us on this wonderful journey and he's going to be carrying on for another four years and we don't need to worry about transfers and team structure because we know that he's in charge and, and he'll make the right decisions. It wasn't a quadruple. Uh, it was a double um, but um, we'll we'll regroup and go again for next season and see what that holds and see if we can, um, you know, get our hands on one of those big trophies thanks very much for joining me guys uh we will be back on over the summer what a remarkable season um it's been a roller coaster ride it's ended in disappointment but um we've still got two trophies up the reds you've been listening to brothers red an lfc fan podcast your host was James Cullen. Contributors were Matthew, Francis, Patrick and Andrew Cullen. Music and production by Helen Line.
2: The best word I can say that uh, will describe this was boom. <laughs>